Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of the Road to Indie Insider. My name is Rob Howden. So the podcast here today is going to be focusing on a preview for Road America. Of course, uh, this track in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, one of the favorites for so many drivers and, of course, so many fans as well. And we hope that uh, a ton of people are going to be coming out to watch the IndyCar race of course, all three of the Mazda Road to Indy programs, the entire ladder system on display here this weekend. Uh, Road America, a track that uh, so many young drivers love to get to. Iconic for sure. Long straightaways, long sweeping corners, hard-breaking areas, lots of places to overtake. But just one of those storied racetracks that everyone wants to come and race at. The series actually had a test here uh, last week, a two-day test. So drivers in USF 2000, Pro Mazda, and Indy Lights all able to get onto the racetrack. We are working our way towards the middle part of the season. So that's why this uh, particular event is so important because really, I don't want to say the championship chase starts here, but we've had a couple races to begin off begin the, the 2018 schedule. So we've got a better feel of which drivers are going to be able to step it up. You know, we know the guys that are potential contenders for the championship by the time we get to Portland. This track's important. This is a place where good drivers can stretch away. We're going to see uh, the young drivers who have got a good feel for the start of the season. They're going to start to come on strong here as well because the stretch run takes these drivers, Indy Lights, of course, to Iowa. And then we all go to Toronto. And then, you know, going down to mid-Ohio, that's the stretch run. Now we start thinking about it. But this racetrack here, Road America, always crucial in terms of which drivers uh, can dial things in. So in this podcast, something I haven't done yet, essentially we're going to do previews of all three categories. And I'm going to see if I can do this podcast on the Thursday nights. going to come in, spend some time in the paddock, find out what's going on, get a scoop of some information for those of you who love following the Mazda Road to Indy, and then bring it to you here on Thursday. Try to get it out there for Friday. You might be driving to the racetrack. You may be just tuning in to the morning sessions. But this is going to be a quick podcast. We're going to knock it out, get a feel for some of the stuff that's happening. So let's begin with USF 2000. Kyle Kirkwood, obviously the badass right now. He and Cape Motorsports coming out of the box strong. Three wins, three poles, four podiums and taking some information from Steve Wittick from TSO Ladder. Kyle Kirkwood has led 84 straight laps and 104 of the 138 laps so far. That's dominance to a certain extent, but we've seen other guys with good speed. Alex Barron, of course, has been very strong. But guys like Jose Sierra, who sits third in points, kind of settling in. 59 points, the lead right now for Kyle Kirkwood. That's a lot. That's almost... Two full races. Kyle's in a place now where if he can lay out a couple of good races, he may be able to kind of really get a hold of this and cruise almost to the end. So pressure on guys like Alex Barron to really start stepping up. Now, let's talk about the paddock pass for this particular weekend. I'm going to use paddock pass to go in to the pit area. What's going on? New drivers potentially? Is anything happening with some of the teams? Are drivers... Dropping out of the series. We always see that midway through the season as well. So let's have a look at the paddock pass. One driver I find interesting coming into the program from Singapore. Daniel Frost will make his series debut with Exclusive Autosport. Only 16 years of age, but he's got some F4 experience in some different series. 
He's run the F4 Southeast Asia Series, Japanese Championship, and the Danish Championship as well. And he has experience in Formula Masters Asian Series and the MRF Challenge. So some diverse experience for a kid only 16 years of age out of Singapore. Exclusive Autosport knows their stuff. Parker Thompson won USF 2000, won some races with them last year. Frost, I think, a complete unknown for us. Once we get rolling tomorrow, we're going to see where he stacks up. But for the most part, he's going to use this weekend to get a feel for the USF 17, the team, and really to get a feel for Road America. Not a track you pick up super quickly. He'll use every session possible. And I think race two on Sunday will be the best that we see out of him. So Arms Up Motorsports, they've got Max Pico. Now, earlier, I figured Max was going to end up with Newman Walks Racing. He had tested with the Brian Hallahan-led group at uh, the Chris Griffith last year. I knew they were high on Max. I thought that we were going to see him with uh, with Newman Walks later in the season. He finds himself here with Arms Up Motorsports right now. That's where he's going to debut here in 2018. Now, the other card, Arms Up, I don't want to jump too much on it right now, but there is a story brewing there. Let's just say right now there is a cloud of uncertainty over who will be driving that car this weekend. I'll leave it there. Get ready. More news to come. A family team coming in as well. Jacob Abel will make his USF 2000, uh, his second race in USF 2000. Ran last year at Mid-Ohio with Newman Walks Racing. It's a family-run team. They have a two-car effort in the F, uh, F4 US Championship. There is a possibility that we may see that family team running next year in USF 2000. They've got Larry Nash and Ian Brown on the engineering crew for that car. Abel's going to come in here, try to get his feet wet. We'll see how things shakes down for him. In terms of the series as well, again, paddock pass here for USF 2000. Newman Walks Racing will have a new engineer under the tent this weekend. Veteran engineer John Hayes will lead the crew here at Road America. John also works with JDC Motorsports on the Red Dragon Gaines Co. team in the IMSA WeatherTech Championship. This guy has been around a long time. It would be very intriguing to see how the team responds to a new guy in charge of the engineering, a new approach. He's going to connect with the drivers differently. If you've been around open wheel racing for 10, 15 years, you know the name John Hayes. He's worked with PR1 Motorsports with guys like uh, Jonathan Bomarito. Uh, back in the day, Charlie Kimball. He was with that PR1, Bobby and Lisa Orgel's program. And he's worked with the Pacific F2000 series as well, drivers, all through PR1. This guy knows two-liter racing. Could be very intriguing if they're able to kind of turn things around for Newman Walks. They haven't had the season they wanted. They've got some great drivers there. Darren Keene, of course, I think, uh, a potential race winner. You've got a couple of rookies in David Osborne and Oscar De Luzuriaga. Both of those drivers are really starting to come into their own to a certain extent, getting comfortable. But I think this culture change a different mindset in engineering. I can't wait to see how that plays out here at Road America. A lot of positives I'm talking about. New drivers coming in. A negative, uh, Zach Holden, who I believe uh, has a lot of talent and I think probably could have become a great driver in USF 2000 and potentially moved on based on what I saw him do in, in, the, uh, in the karting ranks where he was a, a top junior and national senior kart racer. He is elected to suspend his 2018 campaign with DeForce Racing due to lack of funding. Now, we've heard that a lot in racing. Uh, tough for Zach, trying to put the funding together to do the season. And for him, just a black uh, cloud of bad luck 
has really been what's happened for him. I feel horrible for him because there were times where Zach looked so good, but just he'd get involved in an incident or he'd get collected in a, in a wreck that wasn't a, his, his issue. And for a young driver, you just kind of, you know, you're beating your head asking for that, that opportunity to show what you can do. Hopefully we'll see Zach come back. Hopefully he'll regroup and try to find some, some backing and get back onto the racetrack. But for now, we won't see Zach Holden, at least here at Road America. I want to jump into the, a bit of a preview segment here as we finish up with USF 2000. So going into this race, Kyle Kirkwood, Cape Motorsports. Got to believe they're going to be strong, rolling off of momentum. Uh, they've got good things going, three wins, solid point lead. Kyle Kirkwood, the young driver out of Florida with lots of confidence. And the big thing probably for him, less pressure to need to perform this weekend. He doesn't have to win. He's got a good point lead, a couple of podium finishes, and he's going to feel good. Any driver is going to tell you, though, especially if you're in the championship hunt, really, if I win races, the championship takes takes care of itself. But (laughs) you know what? If you don't have to push it, maybe you don't try that low percentage move. I think Kirkwood comes in with an opportunity to put a couple of podiums in the books if he doesn't come out of the box and win and be quite happy. And the reason I say that is because I think Pabst Racing is going to be super strong. Uh, They had a big weekend last year when the Tadis USF 2000 car, that USF 17, made its debut at Road America. It's a different racetrack. It's more of European in style. It's long. It's flowing. They got four of six podiums last year, including two wins for Renus VK. Pabst Racing has a great setup on this new car for Road America. Augie's been around this racetrack since he was a little boy. He knows this track. It's the home facility. That bodes well for Kalen Frederick and Lucas Cole and Calvin Ming and their rookie Rasmuth Lint. They're all going to come in feeling good. Frederick topped the Tuesday sessions at the the test last week, so he'll have confidence coming in. Lucas Cole and Calvin Ming both on the podium last year here, so they know they're going to be strong here. And I think the dark horse there is Rasmuth. He uh, showed well on the oval at Lucas Oil Raceway, but every race he comes to, he's just getting more and more experience. Rasmuth Lint, young Swedish driver, top-level carter in the world, ran top five at the World Championships last year. This kid has the talent. Once he gets comfortable and gets really settled in, it's a good possibility he could win some races. When I look at USF 2000 to cap off kind of the preview for the weekend, though, I think the breakout race could be Team Pelfrey's Julian Vanderwatt. Reigning South African F1600 championship, a champion winner is really starting to pick up the pace. He was great in the test last week. And I think with Team Pelfrey really rallying around, that they got a great culture there under Johnny Baker. I think Julian's starting to feel good. And when, I always say this, when the rookies start feeling more comfortable, the second half of the season is when they start to excel. So my breakout race, my guy to watch, your potential dark horse, Julian Vanderwatt in USF 2000. So, Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship Power by Mazda. What's the schedule? They're on track tomorrow morning, which if you're downloading this on Friday, Friday morning. 8 a.m. practice one. 12.45, just after the noon hour qualifying one. They come back about three hours later, four hours later. 5.35 p.m., qualifying two. So the qualifying's all in the books tomorrow. They race Saturday at 1.10. Great slot right when everybody's enjoying themselves at the racetrack. Sunday on the racetrack at 8 a.m. Perfect for coffee and donuts. USF 2000. It'll break the silence of the morning. Some awesome competition. Drivers, 
at the very first rung of the Mazda Road to Indy. Okay, let's look at Pro Mazda now because the championship's awesome. We got some great drivers in this category. 14 competitors here this weekend. We'll jump into the two new drivers when we hit the paddock pass, and then we'll talk preview. Uh, big weekend, really, for all the three championship contenders, I don't, or leaders, rather. I don't care if it's USF 2000 and Kyle Kirkwood, Pro Mazda and Parker Thompson, or Indy Lights and Colton Herta. Consistent outings this weekend are going to produce very positive results in a chase for the title. This kind of midway part of the season, you get out of here cleanly, you're going to be happy. Only seven races remain in Pro Mazda after Road America. The doubleheader at Toronto, doubleheader at Mid-Ohio, the single on the Oval at Gateway, and of course the doubleheader at the season finale at Portland. So Parker Thompson, 40-point lead now coming into Road America. Coming off a couple of wins, of course, victorious at the second race uh, at Indianapolis on the road course. He won the Freedom 90 at Lucas Oil Raceway. The driver for exclusive autosport really has settled into the Michael Duncalf-led team. And at this point, he looks good, feels comfortable. Now, unlike USF 2000 and Indy Lights, ProMaz has already been on the racetrack. They had practice and qualifying today on Thursday. David Malukas, actually, not even in the top five because of issues he's had earlier in the season on pole. Uh, the driver from Chicago, Illinois, looking very good. Parker Thompson, though, P2. So a good start for him. Doesn't get the bonus point for qualifying on pole, but he knows he's got the speed to be up front here this weekend. 40-point lead over Carlos Cunha from Juncos Racing, who is just one point ahead of Arenas VK. And then another, what, 27 back to Harrison Scott from RP Motorsports Racing. And then you've got last year's USF 2000 champion, Oliver Askew for Cape Motorsports in P5. Championship, interesting in Pro Mazda because... Almost everybody other than Parker has had has had some kind of an issue throughout the season. Not even Cunha and VK that much, but Parker's had the consistency. Scott's had trouble. Malukas has had trouble. Uh, Askew's had trouble. Uh, interesting to see how this championship's going to play out. Paddock Pass. Let's have a look. Two new drivers for this race. Let's begin with Toby Sowry. We saw him last year with Benick at Barber Motorsports Park. Didn't have the best outing, but showed good speed. Got himself uh, caught up in a couple of mid-pack issues. That happens early in the season in USF 2000. He will run with BN Racing this weekend. And I can tell you, if you've looked at the results from qualifying, he's on the throttle. Here's a guy who ran 2016 and 2017 in the BRDC Formula 3 Championship in Europe, in England, and third in 2016 in the points. Uh, fourth last year, a total of seven wins, four poles, and 21 podiums. So the talent is there to make an impact in the Mazda Road to Indy. He was at the test as well here at Road America last week, seventh on the overall timesheet, so kind of right in the middle. Used the knowledge there, was able to sleep on it for a couple days, comes out of the box, and I want to say fourth in practice, or rather in qualifying this afternoon, BN Racing. David Malukas and Toby Sowery, the only team to put two drivers into the fast five in qualifying for race number one. So Toby Sowery, honestly, probably uh, a dark horse, you know, an outside contender for a race win here this weekend. Uh, not worrying about the championship at all. He can hang it all out there. If they make some changes, make an, a, a little adjustment for race number one, he could certainly uh, be in a really good position to try to score a win. If not, 
a couple of podiums. Another driver making his debut here in the Mazda Road to Indy from Guadalajara, Mexico, Raul Guzman. I've had a chance to watch Raul in his karting days and Supercarts USA Pro Tour action back in the day. Uh, solid young go-kart racer. Uh, spent the early part of this season and last season uh, in the Euro Cup uh, Formula Renault 2.0 series. Also has some experience from a couple of years ago in the Italian F4 championship. So the experience is there. He can obviously get the job done. His debut for RP Motorsports, we know they can do it. Two race wins already this year with Harrison Scott. Uh, and he looked pretty good in qualifying and practice today. So, I again, his focus needs to be on getting comfortable with the car, the track, the team, if this is going to be a long-term deal to have Raul here in the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, really just getting comfortable with everything here this weekend. Uh, any, a top five would be huge for him. For, so for Raul, uh, we'll watch him throughout the weekend. Preview time. What's going to happen here? Well, first and foremost, uh, it's a competition debut of the new Tadis PM18 here at Road America. So we know the track records are going to be set. David Malukas already slashing the existing track record, which was held uh, by Adrian Carrio, I want to say 2018, uh, or rather 2008, three seconds off, just absolutely destroyed the track record, almost in, honestly, to the 159s, a mid, I think a mid to high uh, two-minute lap. So, solid. David Malukas and Rena's VK led the way at the test uh, last week, and they're, they've been strong here as well. Uh, today. Uh, the pressure is really on Malukas to kind of turn his season around after the issues he's had early. VK wants to get back on track. Remember, he scored a sweep of the weekend at St. Petersburg. Hasn't had that success since. Uh, essentially watched Parker Thompson and Harrison Scott win races. Renus won both USF 2000 events last year, so I think that gives him a little bit of an edge in terms of how he's going to race here. He's coming back with the comfort of knowing it's a track he excelled at, which I think is key to a lot of young drivers. Uh, but again, the pressure on Malukas to really push hard to get a couple of wins. Moving now to exclusive autosports, Parker Thompson. He enters with the point lead, as we said, a two-race win streak, uh, won the second race at IMS, coming off his first-ever oval win in the Mazda Road to Indy, the Freedom 90. So the confidence is there as well. For me... I see exclusive autosport, the team starting to gel. You got Parker working with, and he's developed a great relationship with his engineer, Tim Lewis. And I think a relationship like that, where they really trust each other. And maybe if one's not exactly perfect, they're going to give it to the hands of the other guy. I know Parker told me at, at the Oval, Lucas Oil, he said, I'm not sure. Tim, do it. I trust you. And the car came back. Parker loved it. And he went from pole to a race win. So, Thompson in the driver's seat in terms of the championship, second uh, in qualifying for race number one. He's obviously going to be in the fight. This should be fun to watch. The stress, I think, in terms of having to get the job done or at least looking for that victory, Carlos Cunha hasn't won yet. He was the best of the rest last year with Team Pelfrey chasing Anthony Martin and Victor Franzoni, uh, a great young driver from Brazil, tons of character, great talent. He needs a win. He wants to break through and get that victory. Harrison Scott's trying to come back after winning a couple of races at Barber and Indy and then having the issue with David Malukas at the Oval and Lucas Oil Raceway. That really was, you know, was a shot to the armor in terms of trying to win the championship. And then I'll, Oliver Askew, there's, uh, you know, confidence is so key. I talk about confidence and momentum all the time when it comes to the Mazda Road to Indy because these young drivers need it. 
And Oliver struggled with Cape Motorsports here in his debut after winning the championship in USF 2000 last year. He's got to go back and draw on the success he had in karting. He's got to go back and draw on the days where it wasn't perfect because you didn't dominate in karting. You battled with guys, especially when he got to the top level of the shifter kart category, S1 Pro Stock Honda. He was going against some badass guys that have been around for a long time. And excuse me, he's got to he's got to dig back in and say, okay, you know what? I've had some struggles, but I know how to get through this. I can persevere. He did it in karting. Go back and draw on those experience. Claw yourself back into the title fight. Uh, that's what our, all three of those guys are looking. Simply get back into the fight. So schedule. Again, a, a unique Thursday, Friday, Saturday for Pro Mazda. They've already got practice and qualifying in the books. If you're listening to this on the way to the racetrack or on a Friday or Saturday, they're on track Friday morning at 8.40 a.m., of course, Central Time, qualifying for race two. Two great, great race slots, though. They race at 2.20 on Friday afternoon. Everybody's going to be rocking and ready for racing. Saturday at 2.05. So I like the fact that a couple of these early afternoon races for Pro Mazda, for them, they'll be happy as well. <clears throat> and because it's simple fact, two very similar race times. Track's probably going to be the same temperature-wise. Rubber, of course, going down for the different series. That's going to change things. But all in all, Pro Mazda setting up for what could be a great race. David Malukas with a lot of speed and a need to go good. <clears throat> You've got Parker Thompson thinking about the championship. Renus VK trying to come back to get more wins. Harrison Scott doing the same thing. And Oliver Askew just trying to rebound. Pro Mazda. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's uh, jump now into Indy Lights to cap off this episode of the Road to Indy Insider. Again, my name is Rob Howden. Pleased that you've downloaded. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, number one, if, if you'd like, it'd be great. Jump on. I'm, I'm obviously going to put this out on, on, on social media, on the, the MRTI Insider uh, Twitter feed. I'm going to put it out on Facebook as well. If you can share those for me, that will be great. You know, we need the word of mouth. You know, that's the kind of thing that helps spread what we do. Share my Facebook uh, post. Share my uh, my Twitter uh, post as well. Get that link out to everybody. If you could do that, man, I would really appreciate it. We're trying to build fans and and the following for the Mazda Road to Indy. That's why I'm doing this, and I'm hoping that that you'll do me that that uh, that respect, and that honor, and blast that out for me. It would be it would be a great favor to me. Indy lights, pretty straightforward to be honest. A lot of great stuff to talk about in USF 2000 and Pro Mazda. Same eight, uh, same seven drivers, essentially, that we had in the month of May. Um, the thing about this, and this is why... Now, let, let, first of all, let's, let's look at the, the, the points. Colton Herta, a six-point lead after an amazing month of May. Six-point advantage over Pato Award. So the two Andretti Autosport drivers, first and second. Santi Arutia, 21 points back. His best start in two years. He was runner-up both of those years. But the best start of the season for Santiago... Um, Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports the first year, Bellardi Auto Racing last year, and I think Santi's the play, the place now where if he gets on one of those second-half runs, he's going to be good. Uh, the rookie, Victor Franzoni, uh, 139 points. He's about 50 back, but I think Victor's ready for a breakout. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Ryan Norman's having a good run as well, consistent, 128 points back, 61 behind his teammate, Colton Herta. But again, Ryan... Came in as a raw rookie last year. He's developed a ton over the last uh, season. Uh, good to see him in, in running P5. So for me and Indy Lights, 
you know, there's just so much talent. Yeah, seven drivers, I get it. It sucks. Uh, but tremendous talent. Regardless of the field size, if you are a, a an IndyCar fan, there are future IndyCar drivers on this grid. We can't look back at USF 2000 and say, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy. Uh, right now, we can say Colton Herta will be driving in IndyCar maybe next year, maybe the year after. You can probably... It, I think there's a pretty good percentage that Pato Award's going to be there. He's already won a Rolex at Daytona, right? This guy's got speed. He's won at Sebring. It's there, and he's maturing. Pato Award's going to be in the Verizon IndyCar Series. I think Santi Ruti is going to be there as well. I honestly do. And I think Victor Franzoni, although he has no money, I think people are going to realize this young driver from Brazil has talent, charisma, character, the work ethic. This is the guy that slept on the floor, you know, worked at, at Hunkos just to be able to race. This guy has what it takes. There are drivers in this tiny seven car grid that are going to be in the Verizon IndyCar series. And we're getting to watch them now. And that's what I think the beauty of this is, regardless if we have a big field. So Herta has the point lead coming in, obviously confidence building month for him. And I think that's the key confidence building. Impressive. Did not dominate, ran up front, fell backwards, fought his way back forward in that incredible Freedom 100, back, forth, racecraft strategy. Yeah, the win's big, but the ability to get the win, the ability to be able to put himself in the right place at the right time, that's the confidence there. That's what's going to make him say, you know what, I can do this. I didn't get hung out to dry. I wasn't in the wrong place at the wrong time. I got myself where I needed to be over the last couple of laps. And I think that's what, what was so was so crucial for him with the freedom. So he comes in with a with a with a lot of confidence. Now, big thing about this weekend, if we're talking I, I talking about kind of the feel is the fact that the powerhouses at Road America aren't here this year. Carlin was the powerhouse last year, as was Kyle Kaiser. Mateus Mateus Laced and Zachary Clayman DeMello scored the wins for for, for Carlin. Kyle Kaiser for Uncos had two podiums. All three of those guys are gone to IndyCar. Carlin's gone for this year. Hopefully we'll see them back next year. But the, the team that had the real rocket set up last year is not here. Now, Uncos was good. And I think that's why we're seeing uh, Victor Franzoni so strong. He was good at the test last week, uh, was able to top the charts. I think if we look at anybody for a breakout race, it's Victor Franzoni. Not really anything to lose right now. He's quite a ways back in the championship. He's not up there with Herta and uh, and Award and Santi Arutia. He can he needs to win some races. And he knows Kyle Kaiser was good last year. He knows Uncos Racing is a fantastic team. If there's a breakout race, I think it could be Victor Franzoni. He was quick at that test. He's got confidence and talent. He could win if he could come in here and win both races. That blows everything wide open. And you've got to think Herd and Award are thinking championship a little bit, right? If Victor starts getting aggressive and he's as quick as he was at the test and qualifies on the pole, hey, I was talking to Steve Wittick today in the paddock, and he said, you know what? He goes, I think Victor Franzoni can win both races. And I went, I went, you know, touch the top of my head. Really? You think? And I went, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> he was really good last year uh, in Pro Mazda. So here's where we start talking about ifs. I mentioned that at the start. You know for sure that Herta and Award are going to be good. They're just that good. You know Santia Rutia is going to be strong, but let's let's start talking ifs. So if Franzoni 
and Hunko's get on the same place they were at the test, he could be the driver to beat. How about if Aaron Tielitz can find the pace he had in 2016 when he rebounded after that amazing start for Pato Award, six, seven races in a row to start the season, Aaron turned everything around here at Road America. He had to win this championship. We all thought that it was going to be essentially a cakewalk for Pato Award, similar to what Matthew Brabham did in 2013 with Andretti. Uh, no, Aaron was able to win both Pro Mazda races at Road America and went on a run that put him in a collision course with his teammate in the final race of the year at Laguna Seca to win the championship. Aaron's had a tough start to the season, but he turned the tables back in 2016. This is his home track. He started here in carts. He ran a, a tag cart here. He ran a 125 shifter with Jim Russell and Russell Karting Specialties. This guy raced Road America, uh, rode, uh, Skip Barber here. This is a track that he, I don't want to say cut his teeth on, but this is his home racetrack. He's a Wisconsin guy. And I'll tell you, if uh, if he can get out of here like he did a couple of years ago and win a couple of races, and again, this is the if. If Aaron Tealis gets comfortable, if Bellardi is able to give him to a, a car that can win, you know he can do it. We already know he can win races. He won the first race at St. Petersburg last year. He won the, uh, the finale at Watkins Glen in the wet. If Aaron Tielitz can get the job done, a couple of race wins may put 60 to 62 points on the board. This thing's all wide open again, right? Because Tielitz could come back in. And I know that if he does that, it will not be an if, if the spotted cows will be pouring at Seepkins on Sunday night. If he can do it, the Jaeger bombs are coming out. <laughs> it's going to be a rocket party at Elkhart Lake. The final if is Santi Arrutia. And I mentioned when we talked about the points for Santi, uh, the fact that he's a second half guy and, and he'll, I don't think he'd ever want to be a second half guy. Nobody does, but it just, you know, let's put it this way. The first season in Indy lights, he was with Schmidt Peterson motorsports. And again, you got to give any rookie driver the first half of the season to get comfortable. He did. He and Tim Neff connected. Uh, they went on a streak at the end of the season, probably could have won the championship if it wasn't for, uh, you know, some strategy with at Jones, Carlin, and Felix Sorales. And actually no strategy at all. It was actually Felix Sorales that said, you know what, I'm going to stop and give my teammate a position, and that gave him the championship. That was obviously tough for Santi to take. Then you move over to last year with Bellardi. Now, new team. He brings Tim Neff with them. Essentially, the first half of the season, they had to blend with the Bellardi culture. That doesn't always work. When you get a couple of different really strong-willed engineers together doesn't always blend. And I think you know, I, I say that Santi's been a second half guy. Maybe it's just more that his storylines have solidified mid season to give him more, more confidence and stability in the, in the second half of the season. I think that's probably what it would be. So once they connected, everybody connected to Bellardi last year, boom, where they went, you know, they were rocking again. And for Yerutia, he's come out of the box nicely this year. And it hasn't been, dominant like we've seen where he's had them dominant races in fact he hasn't even been stellar but he finds himself 21 points back and we know Santi likes the ovals right now a couple still to come Iowa and Gateway uh he likes all the other tracks too so Road America another if if Santi Rutia can can come home with a couple of big finishes if he can get out in front of Herta and award in the races, if he can claw back even 10, 
let's say claws back five or 10 points. That's a win. If I'm Santi Ruti's manager and I climb back and we, he claw, claws back five or 10, that's a win. Because right now you're just trying to get closer and closer so you can get to Portland with a shot at it. And then you, then the gloves are off and you go win the championship. So lots of ifs in Pro Mazda, or rather in, in Indy Lights. We know Herda and Award are going to be in, in the middle of the fight. They're great drivers. They're on their games. It's the ifs of the guys behind them simply because the pressure is starting to come on. All right, Indy Lights, their schedule. If those of you want to make sure you tune in. Uh, Friday morning, tomorrow morning, 9.15 a.m. on track for practice. Wait all day long, 4.55 qualifying number one. Uh, then they're back on track again Saturday morning. Uh, that is qualifying to 8 a.m. That'll be a bright one. Uh, four hours later, three and a half hours later, actually, a noon start for race number one. Everybody's going to be excited to see what those seven cars can do. Only seven cars, but at Road America, with the push to pass that these guys have. Remember, it's not a defensive push to pass. It's 50 horsepower for the guy behind. It's all offensive. That's going to keep these guys together on these long straightaways. Uh, and then they'll wrap things up. 9.50 a.m. start time for race number two of the doubleheader here at Road America. Well, wrapped it up. I'm happy because uh, I was using another program. This is essentially the second time I've tried to get this thing done. The first take was awesome. I was actually enjoying a cold IPA. It was great. It was a Three Sheeps, a local beer here from Sheboygan. But I had some trouble. I don't know what it was. Some trouble with uh, uh, with my Audacity. I was using Adobe Audacity, and I, it was just shutting down on me. So moving over to another program. Thank you to Zencaster for making this work. Uh, again, thrilled that uh, anyone here is downloading uh, the podcast. It's something I want to work more and more on. Uh, I don't have as much time as I'd like to with all the work I do with eCardiNews.com. 26 weekends on the road doing play-by-play for karting and, of course, the road to Indy and with IndyCar Radio. All I know for sure is I like talking about the road to Indy. I like getting into the paddock. Uh, I love when people send me tweets. Again, you always uh, on Twitter at Rob Howden, Twitter at uh, MRTI underscore insider. That's the insider side. Please love when you connect with me. Follow me on Facebook as well, Road to Indy Insider. Um, at Rob Howden on Facebook. All of those channels I have on social media are all designed uh, just to focus on my uh, on what I do in racing. On Instagram, it's Rob Howden Racing. Follow me, connect with me, talk. Let's let's connect. I just appreciate you all downloading and, and listening to the the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Any feedback is welcome. I love it. And again, as I had said earlier. You know, I'm, I'm obviously pu- uh, putting this out on, uh, on on my social media feeds. If you share it and like it, it would be much appreciated. Sharing's better than liking. You spread it out to everybody else. Let's try to expand uh, expand the joy and the following for the Mazda Road to Indy. It really is uh, an opportunity to watch the the future stars. It would be like going to an uh, you know an, uh, a major league baseball game and seeing single A, double A, and triple A beforehand getting a chance to see all the stars during a weekend of baseball. It's the same for football or basketball. It doesn't matter what it is. Hockey, you get to see junior C, junior B, junior A. We're very lucky in in the sport of racing that we can go to a weekend, and we want to be there all day because we're digging it. Uh, and there's other great series like the Pirelli World Challenge and, and MX5 Cup and IMSA, whatever it is. But you get a chance to see the future stars. You get a chance to see the drivers that you want to watch for the next 20 years. 
you got a chance to watch James Hinchcliffe and Robbie Wickens and Simon Pagano and Joseph Newgard. You got to watch these kids before, right when they got started. And that's what we've been able to do with guys like Sage Karam and Gabby Chavez and Spencer Piggott and Ed Jones and all these guys that have worked their way through the ranks and have fought and dug and, and, and scrapped it out week in and week out. I like this. This is something I'm going to try to keep doing. A Thursday night preview. Ideally, have my initial taping work, my recording work. That would have had it probably out by about 8 o'clock. But it's it's almost 11 now. I'm going to get this thing wrapped and out to you guys. So thank you so much for joining us. Again, follow me on all my social media channels, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, any feedback is welcome. Thank you so much, guys. Especially if you see me at the racetrack. Stop me. Say hello. Let me know who you are because uh, this is all about passion, I think, for everybody. And I hope hope you all enjoy it. Lots more to come. I'm excited. We'll do a post-race uh, recap as well. I'm not quite sure which media member I'm going to ask to join me, uh, but we'll do that uh, next week, early next week, and we'll follow up. We're going to interview one of the winners from Road America to get his feel on the 2018 season. Thank you so much, folks. Again, Rob Howden here, the Road to Indy Insider Podcast. Bye for now.